Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Wilson gets the ball, goes to a knee. Clock is at 20 seconds. They run out the field goal unit. The field goal unit for the Bills runs out. The clock at 13, the clock at 12. They set up right now for a 41-yard field goal. Clock at 7, the ball put down. The kick is up, and the kick is no good. He misses wide right. He misses wide right. But there was a flag on the play. 12 men on defense. Five-yard penalty. Still fourth down. Oh, my goodness. On the Bills, the penalty. They'll get another try. Denver will get another try. 12 men on the field. What is going on right now? I mean, first of all, I'm shocked that the Broncos elected to make that a fast field goal situation where they had to have everybody run on. But then the Bills tried to match it and run on their field goal block team at the last second. And they had too many guys on the field. And that is as critical of a coaching error as you will ever see. Will Lutz will now try a 36-yard field goal to win it. Ball put down, good snap. The right-footed kick is away and good right through the middle. Dead solid perfect. And Denver wins it on a walk-off field goal, 24-22. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome, morning drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. This week, Roller Auctions having five auctions, over 3,000 items, including electric bikes, hardwood, flooring, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. The end of that game was what we have seen, honestly, from the Broncos over the last seven and a half years. They missed the field goal. And then the Bills look at the Broncos' sideline and say, we are so dysfunctional right now. Hold my beer. Hold on. I'll throw you a bone. Hold my beer. We're going to put an extra guy on the field. I I cannot remember watching a game that had that many twists and turns and plot twists and crazy plays and big plays. And for the game to end the way that it did, it was really only appropriate considering – the way the game began with a turnover. It was a frustratingly flawed, great win. And I, I, there, you're right. Twist and turns is only starting to describe how this game played out. The Broncos did so many good things and so many bad things. The Bills are in... Total disarray yeah. right now. Yeah. Total disarray. Found something in their running game last night in a timely fashion. That in and of itself was weird, considering the way that the Broncos had defended and still really defended last night. I mean, it was just a weird game of totally unforeseen or unpredictable ebb and flows. And you're right, Eric. The first play of the game... Jaquan McMillan or McQuillan. 
McMillian. McMillian, that's I it. I think I was yeah. just playing Monopoly at McDonald's, yeah. and I won the McMillions. McMillions. Yes. Uh, you don't expect that from Joe Ooh, Buck I and, have board- and Troy Aikman. Ooh, I have Boardwalk. Congratulations to me for my <laughs> McMillions. I'd have Baltic. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's never worth anything, but, right. you know, whatever. By the way, do you know that game was rigged? Uh, I don't know. It's the one no, game. No, no, I'm telling you it was. There was a whole huge documentary. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. totally rigged. I think Monopoly's it's totally a, rigged. It's a totally great. Totally. Don't be, believe me. It was rigged. I've always had Park Place, even though I'm going to lose my place at Park Place because of that Letitia Jane. Okay. You're better at Clinton than you are at Trump. But uh, you're but you are spot on. I don't know what you're Oh talking. my god. One of the best Clinton No, I don't know. Uh, no, let's, seriously. Let, let's move on. Uh I don't know what'd you ask. Have we done the lead yet? Let's, let's do, do the now. lead. Yeah, let's do the now. Yeah. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. We can sit and criticize uh Nathaniel Hackett, all we want to, as a bad head coach. The combination of Sean McDermott and Ken Dorsey absolutely rivaled him in his worst game as the Broncos head coach. Uh, Bills fans are furious. I have a number of Bills fans. I still have friends who live there. And um, it was bad coaching. Uh, It was bad play again by, you know, Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. Now Stephon Diggs, you know, his brother's going on Twitter. Trade my brother. We talked about that with Stefan. He doesn't care about winning. He cares about catching balls. And once again, Pastor Tan was terrific on him. Yep. But let's not get sidetracked again. With that, Peyton Manning said after the game, right after they uh, kicked a game-winning field goal when the Bills had 11 guys on the field, we won, but it feels like we lost. Does it really matter how the Broncos won considering they did a lot of good things, as you mentioned. You know, four turnovers. Josh Allen didn't look good. Stephon Diggs didn't look good. So on and so forth. Does it really matter? Yeah, it does. You want to be playing good. No, does it matter that it feels like we lost? No. If you win, you win. Then you can start splitting the hairs or or parsing it out. And and that's the job of this coaching staff and, and ultimately this football team. Um, there were a lot of things that they could have been a lot better in. And those are things that need to be tightened up to become the type of football team that you hope that you're shooting to be and that you hope that you can be. But you can't do it unless you are improving and unless you are doing things well. They won the football game last night. They won on the road in Western New York. They beat a team that hadn't lost at home. They have now beaten Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen in consecutive games. There are plenty of good things to hang your helmets on in getting to four and five. You've gone from also ran to relevant. Those are all things that are important, but it's equally as important to start tightening things up. I think that they understand who they are, They're committed to who they are. That's progress on one hand. Now you've got to execute those things in a more consistent fashion. For me, anyway. I I don't want to use this word too literally, although it's a pretty literal word. 
I've always said to you, and all the years I've been doing sports talk radio, that one play does not decide a game. No. I don't believe that. Because there are always areas in which you can do things where it doesn't come down to running out of the field, kicking a field goal, missing it, and then you get a break that they had 12 guys on the field. All, all that said, did the Broncos get lucky in the most literal of terms to win that game? Yes. That is not debatable because it was the final play of the game. They had 12 guys on the field. Those are the facts. He missed it. Did they literally get lucky? Yes, they literally got lucky. But at the end of the day, and here's something else I say all the time, and I'm going to absolutely backtrack on this, and not not like I'm going to make an apology for it, but now I really see it for what it is. It doesn't matter if they got lucky. It really doesn't. Mm -mm. It doesn't matter that they got a win because the Bills made another mistake in the game. If you had a chance to see the video in that locker room, not one guy gives a damn what I think. Not one guy gives a damn what anybody in Broncos country thinks if they want to call it lucky or any other analyst want to call it lucky. The reaction in that locker room was unbridled enthusiasm and joy. They worked hard all week. They probably enjoyed their bye week, and I don't mean that in a way where like they're going off to Cancun. No. I'm saying that they that they enjoyed their week off. They worked hard. They painted a buffalo on the field. They all dressed together and you know went onto the plane, and they were a team when they got there. This was a really this might be the most important win since the Broncos won the Super Bowl. I would agree. And think about that. How sad that is. Oh yeah, as on one level, you're yeah. absolutely right. But watching Garrett Bowles run into the locker room, thrilled. Same with Russell Wilson. Needed this. And and to me, we'll talk about this later on. He was Tim Tebow out there. Yeah. He, he really was. His numbers are better than Tim Tebow, but he made Tim Tebow like plays, and then he looked like Tim Tebow on so many other levels. But we'll get away from that. Watching those guys in that locker room. I mean, it was basically it was like it was like Club Buffalo yeah. in, in that locker room where people who I talked to are saying it's as loud as they've ever heard it. They don't care if they got lucky no. on the final play of the game, and nor should they have to apologize for it. To your point, they have a lot of cleaning up to do. Mm-hmm. You and I talked about this after the bill after the win over the Chiefs. I remember the exact phrase. How many games are they honestly getting forced five turnovers? Well, in this one, they forced four. Yeah. They didn't get to five, the slackers. I know. But they are nine and two in the last two games and plus eight now in the last three games. That's a that's maybe a thin line to live on. Or maybe it's who this defense or what this defense is becoming. I mean, they've been pretty consistent. It's been a ball-hawking group. And um, by the way, I said it was remarkable last night. I said something last week on Twitter, Mm -hmm. and people laughed at me. I mean, if I was sitting across the table from them, they would have literally given me a belly laugh so loud, an entire 10,000-square-foot bar would have heard it. So I'm going to repeat it again. And you can continue to laugh at me, and that's fine. 
but I may not be wrong. I, I may be wrong, but I'm confident in saying I may not be wrong. For as much as you hate Vance Joseph, or used to, or don't like him when he was a head coach, or want to keep reminding him of that uh, 70 burger against Miami, you might get your wish. He might not be here next year because he might be a head coach someplace else. He's not now, though, and I didn't. I didn't say he. Yeah, was. we'll deal with that. I mean, hold, hold that, that may happen. Which but... over the last four games, which defense has been better? Pick any one of Evero's four games or the last four games. I think the last four games. And Evero was up for being a head coach, but didn't get a job yeah. because he wasn't ready for it. Vance is. Yeah. Meaning he's been one. Well, like I said, January will get here and we'll deal with it then. And we will see. So, yeah. so far, it's a very good four-game stretch. Yeah. In the meantime, is the Broncos defense really this good or was the Bills offense really that poorly coached and poorly executed? That's next. A singer in a smoky room A smell of wine and cheap perfume For a smile they can share the night It goes on and on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle Presented by Silterhar Mazda A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield At Silterhar Mazda Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. You know what? This could be the Broncos theme music sure for this season. No doubt. Because this is exactly how they feel right now. Beaten down, sitting left for dead. Maybe they're going to get the number one pick in the draft. Now, let's not get carried away that they're one game out of uh, the playoff spot. I, I've seen that all over the place, and while technically that's true, to me, that's the equivalent of saying the sun is the hottest thing in our universe, Okay, which it is, which it is. Mm. So if it comes up, we should all burn to death. Well, the sun is really, really far yeah. away, and that's why we don't burn to death. They're sitting 14th out of 16 teams, and they have a lot of teams to jump, but we'll get into that. Later on in the show. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, Roller Auction Twitter feed, if you want to reach us on this um, Tuesday, which the Broncos have won, uh, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Roller Auction's having five auctions with over 3,000 items, including electric bikes, hardwood flooring, contracting tools, police evidence, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com. Backslash MHS. In the meantime, Sasquatch and Wildcard have a new promotion going on right now. You're going to get the grand prize of your choice the weekend of January 5th. It'll be either a Kawasaki side-by-side with snow tracks. Very cool. Or a little over $22,000. It's your choice on what you want. Get on up there. See how you can win. Check out their sports book. Great menu. Really loose slots. Sasquatch and Wildcard, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Castle Rock Men's Health and Castle Rock and Aurora. See why Eric only trusts his health with Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health. Is the Broncos' defense really this good from what we just saw last night? Or is it not fair to put it in a vacuum because it's one game? Or when you look at last night's game, 
was the Bills' offense poorly coached, in which they seemed they they gave up. Uh, it felt like on the run, and they just wanted to have Josh Allen do what Josh Allen does every time he was slinging it all over the field. They couldn't get anything done. Every time they decided to establish the run, it felt like they scored. Well, the two times, <coughs> the two times that they decided were running the football, they did score. Yep. A period. Latavius and Cook. Yeah, they and were. Cook was benched. It, it, yes, he was. Well, you don't fumble on the first play of the game and and get a pass. Yeah, but tell me something. Later on in the game. When Justin Simmons stripped the ball from Cook, yeah, and the ball bounced on the carpet and right back into his hands, and he kept running for a thirty-two yard gain. Were you thinking to yourself, "Okay, here we go again"? Yes, I was. And I wa- then, I was thinking that. Yeah, but you know what I was thinking too? With a minute fifty-five, all right, Russ, let's see what you got. I I mean, there was I was intrigued because we saw it in Chicago, and. I thought he was really good when he needed to be good. He wasn't good or great all game long, but he was good enough to make key plays when he had to make them. And I think you just said it. When we were doing yesterday's show, I said to you, the reason why you trade a lot of draft picks for a potential future Hall of Fame quarterback Mm -hmm. and you trade a lot of picks for a potential future Hall of Fame coach is for games like this. Yep. You need to win games like this. So a minute 55 to go in the game. Uh, we saw good Russ and bad Russ. We saw good Bills and bad Bills. Yep. Yes, they march it down the field. That's all good. Um, Russ now has something new to his arsenal. The pitch play to the running back. And it was very Tebow-esque. Yeah. He just kept making plays. And then he made a couple of, we can talk about Cortland Sutton's catch all day, which was nothing short of spectacular. Miraculous. But Great the, play. But you can make the case, the throw was even Unbelievable. I mean, he dropped it in a bucket behind two guys. And Cortland made an unbelievable play on it. You talk about a game that's a matter of inches. How about a ma- matter of millimeters? So let's move the game ahead. Minute 55 to go in the game. The uh, Bills call an all-out blitz, mm-hmm. which wasn't the wrong call on second down. No, nope. I mean, the blitz came so fast. I'm surprised that Wilson even had the ball in his hands by the time he was swarmed by everybody for a team picture on top of him. <laughs> right. But then they called the same play talking about the Bills. And... I heard, um, I think it was Ryan Clark say after the game, you you should not reward a team for a bad football play. And while I don't necessarily disagree with him, at the end of the day, they took what they knew would be called. Yep. Which was, listen, if, if they don't do an all-out blitz, Jerry Judy's wide open in the end zone. It- yeah, then if, it's, if, then if the, it, yeah, right, it's a touchdown. If the ball is thrown correctly, if, right. right. Now, granted, we can also say the same thing about if the ball is thrown correctly to Cortland Sutton, he picks up a first down in the second half yep. instead of having to basically go to his knees and then the ball gets stripped. Yep. But it was the right call. Was it a lucky play? 
yeah, kind of was. Kind of was. And the confluence of events all just kind of married together, and we got a pass interference call. Wilson made plays when he had to, but then there were times he looked like, wow, he didn't know what he was doing out there. He looked he looked like he was running from bees. He The offensive line really wasn't protecting him that well. It just felt that the Bills' offense, uh, defensive line was on him the entire game, with the exception of Von Miller, who was an absolute no-show. Yeah, one tackle and that's it. Um, I thought when he had to, when he had to be good, Russ delivered in spades. They scored on both of their last two possessions when they absolutely had to do it. Yep. They converted on five straight third downs after they had been behind the sticks on third down the entire game. So they flipped the script on the last two possessions and they walked away with points in the last two possessions, six on a touchdown and then three to win it. Nine points in their last two possessions. It was... And then when you flip that around, Bruce, they force four turnovers and get six points. And that's it. Like I said, it's a game of interesting, not contradictions, but a lot of head scratching. When they were good, they were really good. When they were bad, they, they were bad. Yeah. And as we said... Same, same. And But Buffalo, fortunately, was just bad. Yeah. They were good on two drives. So we said this in the last hour. We talked about this after the Chiefs game. I mean, really, are the, how many times are the Broncos are going to force five turnovers? Well, they forced four in this game. Now, here's going to be the new narrative. How many times is this Broncos offense going to have the good fortune of starting at midfield or closer to the other team's goal line? Because their field position was nothing short of fabulous. Now, a lot of that had to do with forcing turnovers. I get it. But what is going to happen, because it will, and the law, law of averages, is going to somehow, some way play out. What's going to happen, and this is going to sound nuts because we're talking about football, what's going to happen when they have to start at their own 20? Right? What's that going to look like? They can't score from midfield. What's it going to look like when they have to be at their own 20? So I think that... Everyone should be happy about this win. The players should be thrilled. To your point, there's a lot to work on. But right now, this offense is being built on quicksand. They have an identity and good for them. And they're going to keep running it whether you keep stopping them or not. And they should. Yep. They should. Um, Field position was interesting last night, man. There were so many people bitching about special teams. And I finally said to someone at the station last night, I said, you do know that Marvin Mims set up both touchdowns. Correct. You do understand that. That's part of special teams. Right. Everyone's going to remember the missed extra point. Understandably. Mims was unbelievable. Mims was a lifesaver. Except for the call when he was given the ball on a reverse. Well, again, which I mean, we they, keep, which they keep going to that. There's well, no, there's, and, and there's, it, no there's nothing there. There's no they. It's Sean Payton. He yeah, makes, stop he makes doing the, it. Exactly. Stop doing it. Yeah. And then they try the quick pass that, to me, was a backwards pass. Correct. You know, and, and that was set up poorly. Uh, look, I appreciate it. Get him involved. But get him involved. I don't know. Downfield. Get him down. Yeah. Get him involved downfield. But he was... Huge 
on two returns that set them up in golden position. Right. And made the field short and helped to facilitate both touchdowns that they got yesterday. Uh, it was, again, disjointed, uneven, but complementary football. Everybody kind of did their part. Now, was it in fits and starts? Yeah. But you walk away with the win. You've now won three in a row, four of your last six. And you know what? The table is set for you. Let's see. Let, let's see what you do with it now. Well, the table is always set for you when you have enough games to play. Yeah, but when you're three and six right now instead of four and five, it's a different I think it's a totally I think it's a different feel. It's a mindset. It is. I agree. It's a mindset. You know, I mean, you're absolutely right. And and I've tried to make this point here a lot. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks. It only matters what they think. Correct. And that is the God's truth. And people can laugh all they want about the whole belief thing, but it resonates in a locker room. All you have to do is see the video from the locker room. It's all you need. No. And and so it'll be interesting. They were able to build on the win from Kansas City. Didn't play as well, in my opinion, really from from stem to stern like they did in the Kansas City game. But... They believe they're four and five. They're at least, they're no no longer an also ran. They are relevant. I'm not going to get into the whole playoff thing. They got to work their way into that, but it's there for them. Yeah, It's there for them. That is true. It is there for them. And, you know, we talked about being one game behind, but you know what's nice is two of the teams that are ahead of them, they play. They play Houston one game ahead of them. They play Cleveland game and a half ahead of them. Right. So you, you've got those games coming up and you control to some degree, at least with those two teams, your destiny. Still plenty of work to do, but after a one and five start, pretty amazing that you're in this situation. And, and I won't disagree with you, but to, to me, it's, it's lazy analysis to say they're one game out. It's accurate. But it's lazy analysis, and I'll explain why next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. This week, Roller Auctions having five auctions with over 3,000 items including electric bikes, hardwood flooring, contracting tools, police evidence, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending 
Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. Okay, so I put this out on Twitter last night. Grade the special teams. Okay. Overall, we can cherry pick, but remember, they are a unit. Right. I said you can go as high as a B plus, and you can probably go as low as a D mm. if you wanted to. Here are some of the reactions on the Roller Auction Twitter feed. It would be a C, passing grade, needs improvement. This coming from Brandon. D, not an F because the last second field goal and Mims all night. C, they did win the game. Return game gets an A. Kicker holder barely get a D and only because they won the game. Sneaker, I don't care. We won. Alex said C. Okay. F from Carlo. It's all over the map. What would you call it? Um, I'd go B minus, probably. I mean, collectively, Mims was a two mi- two mi- miss field goal, two miss extra points, and a miss field goal, and they get a B minus. Well, they didn't miss a field goal; they hit the field goal. They were four for four from from field goal range. That's what the stat line says. Okay. Um. So, yeah, that's four field goals, including the game winner. So because they had 12 men on the field, their grade goes up. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, did okay. they win the game? Okay. I mean, in a game like that, stupid crap happens, and it, it, it would have been the same for the Bills. Whoever won that game would have been helped by silliness one way or the other. The Broncos happened to be on the right side of things. I The, the missed field goal was like at was hair pulling out frustrating at the moment but buffalo had 12 guys on the field i mean do we suspend the rules i the kick was good so he was four for four from field goal range and they didn't execute in two extra point situations which looked for all the world like it was going to be the difference in the game. But then you add the two, you add three, really, 75 yards of returns from from Mims. To me, yeah, yeah, I'll go with a B-. minus. That, yeah. That's about where I'm at. Yeah, I can't go there. And, yes, I understand things are literal, and we can go the literal route, and I'm fine with that. But what you're doing is, and you accuse me of this all the time, and that's fine because you're usually right. Mm-hmm. You're looking at in black and white. He missed it. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because they had 12 men on the field. It's not as if, it's not as if, to, to me, there's a difference between 12 men on the field and, and let's say that field goal was blocked because the guy was off sides. Okay. There's a difference in the type of penalty. You're right in black and white. He was four for four. That's what the box score says. Well, that's usually where you are, black and white. So now you're going to use that's, the, that's so what now I just you're going to use gray no, to, to 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 prop up your argument. No, no, what, stop it. No, no. What I'm saying is, you accuse me of that, and a lot of times you are right. Mm-hmm. Okay. If if the penalty affected the play, mm-hmm. right, that's one thing, but it didn't. The point is, is that I agree with you that literally you are right. Okay. The Bills made a dumb mistake, certainly at the wrong time. I'm with you on that. 
Moving right along, the Broncos are now sitting at four and five. There are 16 teams in the AFC. Are they technically one game out of first place? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or not first place, a playoff spot. Yeah. Okay. They are technically one game out. But we talk about this all the time in baseball when you look at the wild card standings. Yeah, you're a game and a half out of the wild card standings. But the problem is you have six teams to jump. Yep. And those teams that you are going to have to jump, oh, by the way, are playing well. Yeah. It's not as if they're free falling like the Bills are right now. I would not put the Bengals in the category of free falling. They're a game behind the Raiders. The Raiders have a game in hand. You brought up a good point. Yeah. They get to play the Texans on the road, a team that's playing very, very well right now. They did lose the Jets, so so they they don't get that tie break, right? Which I think would be somewhat ironic, (laughs) considering (laughs) if the Jets make the playoffs and the team they beat out is the Broncos, who is the offensive coordinator for the Jets? Well, I'm going to say this. I cannot agree with you more on lazy analysis one game out of a playoff spot. Who's ever doing it? Stop it. Media guys are. Well, media. Hey, there are there only one game out. You're right. Technically, you have a lot of teams. To, and don't buy, and that's don't, talking head stupidity. And here's why it is. There are eight games left in this football season for the Denver Broncos. Eight games. That's essentially half the season. This kind of stuff is for talking heads and people who aren't having to look week to week to play football games. Yep. You don't have the luxury in a locker room or in a in the coaching rooms to sit there and say, oh, we're only one game back. That's not how they're thinking, and it's not how they should be thinking. You right. know what they're thinking? We need to figure out a way to beat the Minnesota Vikings. Barring, barring a major collapse, I don't see Houston missing the playoffs. Look look at who they play. I understand the any given Sunday. They get the Cardinals next week at home. Think they're going to lose that game? I, I wouldn't d- think so. Now, granted, the Cardinals beat the Cowboys. So I understand the circuit. I understand. Yeah, I don't know what the Kyler here, Murray effect is going to be, but whatever. You, 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 want, you want the greatest circular logic? The Broncos beat the Bills. And the Bills beat the Dolphins. So, because those are true, the Broncos are better than Miami. That's circular logic. Point is, they play at home against... They have three straight home games coming up. Mm -hmm. Houston, The Cardinals, the Jaguars, the Broncos. Oh, by the way, they do get the Jets. Jets, not like they're tearing it up. They get the Titans twice. And the Colts. Well, they should have that kind of schedule, considering that they were the, the worst team in the NFL well, last and, year. And the division they're in. But but we all know that it's a fool's errand to try to pick Predict. these games because you just don't know from week to week. We don't. The bottom we just li- don't know. The bottom line is this. They have eight games left. Go six and two, you're in. Yeah. I would say, let's I see. Think, I think they get in with 10 wins. So it doesn't matter who's ahead of yeah. you. And it really doesn't matter if you're a half game out or a full game out. And it really doesn't matter how many teams you have to jump. I have a feeling that if they go six and two the rest of the way, they're in. You go five and three, 
considering how the season mm-hmm. started. That's mm-hmm. a pretty good record considering how the season started. That's problematic, though. Now you're in tiebreak yeah. territory. Yeah. Now a lot can change, but as you sit there right now with tiebreaks, it's not a great thing for the Broncos. No. They don't really they don't really control much of that situation right now. But a lot can happen in essentially half of the season. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? We'll get into Michael Malone's contract extension with the Nuggets. And the Avs played some inspired hockey last night following Jared Bednar's remarks. That's all next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle. At Eric Goodman. This week, Roller Auctions having five auctions with over 3,000 items, including electric bikes, hardwood flooring, contracting tools, police evidence, and more get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. All right, just in case you missed it, Michael Malone and the Nuggets have agreed on a contract extension that will make him one of the league's highest paid coaches. Uh, The extension is for two years in addition to the two years he had left on his contract. So this extension will take him through uh, the 2026-27 season. Malone has the third most wins in Nuggets history and will likely pass Doug Moe for the most wins in franchise history early next season. Uh, Your takeaways from the Nuggets extending Michael Malone. I couldn't deserve it more. Nine years of building this franchise, built it to the ultimate plateau, and now is working hard to maintain it uh, and is a tremendous relator uh, uh, of people. And that's what he is best at. He's developed this program. He's, he's, he's built it. But more than anything, he relates well to the players that are in it. I, he's, a, he's a perfect fit to me for the Denver Nuggets. Well-deserved. And one thing he does not get enough credit for, helping develop Nikola Jokic. No question. You know, we can give Popovich all kinds of credit for developing Tim Duncan, who is the number one pick in the draft, and developing David Robinson, who is the number one player in the draft. I'll give you a guy who deserves credit for uh, developing a player, even though he was a high pick, was Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. When... When Michael Jordan played for Doug Collins, Michael Jordan was a one-man wrecking crew. Sure. But he was never going to win a title 
with Doug Collins. It was the coaching of of uh, Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. He said, you got to trust your teammates. Yeah. You will not win unless you trust your teammates. That's coaching. And Malone deserves every bit of that contract. Well said. And you can make the case. You can make the case. He might go down as the second best or maybe even the greatest coach in Denver sports history. Wow. Well, right now he's behind Shanahan. Obviously. Yeah. Right. He's certainly in top five of all time. Sure. He's the best Nuggets coach. Oh, yes. Now, we don't need to throw any Rockies managers in there, do we? No. Unfortunately. You get my point. All right, just in case you missed it, the Avs played some inspired hockey last night after Jared Bednar's remarks following Saturday's loss. Uh, after falling behind 1-0 to the Kraken, because of course they did, uh, the Avs got red hot, scoring five goals in the final two periods to win 5-1. to Amika Rantanen up to 10 goals on the season. Uh, good to see the Avs get right last night in Seattle. Yes, good to see them get right. They were fortunate that that second goal ended up being overturned. They would have been down... 2 nothing to a team that loves to take the air out of the ball. Um, yeah, well So uh, I, that would have concerned me. But the way that they played from that point forward into from the second period on was outstanding avalanche hockey. Good goalkeeping. Um, they were good on special teams, and they controlled the action. And by the way, one more thing. Get over the whole Kale McCarr thing, Seattle. I'm tired of it. I mean, I get it. In the playoffs, that's fine. We're really carrying this whole thing over to this that we're that we're gonna boo every single time he gets the puck. I was never so happy to see a guy score as when Kale McCarr put in his what fourth goal of the season. So very, very early in the season, will you say a game is a must win? This was a must win on so many different mm. levels. With the way they had been playing recently, specifically in their last game, you have a Seattle team that has been really the Avs' nemesis dating back to the playoffs. So they go on the road, and it's a convincing win. It is something they desperately needed. And I know we are only 14 games into the season, but they desperately needed this. All right, sticking with the NHL here. Edmonton Oilers are making a coaching change as Jay Woodcroft is being relieved of his duties. Uh, The Oilers, who came into the season with Stanley Cup aspirations, have struggled mightily. They only have seven points, second worst in the NHL. Uh, With a new coach behind the bench, do you think a coaching change will turn this Oilers season around? I'm going to ask Eric this because I defer to my good friend on uh, all things hockey. Sweetheart, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shuffleboard, too. There's a few things I defer to you on. Cornhole. Okay, yeah. Yeah. What, how in the hell can they not build around these two guys? Because they're not very good at. Listen, this is a franchise. This is a friend, and I know, you know, different people have been running it. This franchise at one time had the number one overall pick in the draft four times in five years. Wow! Now think about that for yeah. a second. And oh, by the way, some of those guys were Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. They don't have a lot of depth. That's what they don't have. Maybe a coaching change will do them good, but they don't have a lot of depth. That was the problem in the playoffs a couple of years ago. All you have to do, if you can find a way, I know it's a tough ask, if you can find a way to slow down the dry sidle McDavid line, at least that's what it was back then. Again, we talk about this in playoff hockey. 
Your top two lines win you regular season games. Your bottom two lines are going to win you playoff games. Their bottom two lines have never been particularly good. I just, if I'm hard-pressed to think of a franchise that has two pillars like that that have done so little to help them. I mean, look at the window of opportunity that they've played through and have done nothing with. Right. It's remarkable. Right. And they have two goalies that, quite frankly, aren't very good either. Yeah, I mean, okay. That, that, does, that doesn't help. All right. Skinner and Campbell. Meh. Eh. Nah. Anyway. All right. Uh, that was uh, Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk into any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. Want to redesign your whole kitchen? You can do that as well. You want the best appliances out there? I mean, top of the line. Big box stores, they have some nice appliances. At Mountain High Appliance, top of the line. Plus, you go to their clearance center. They have scratch and ding products. What do I mean? A washer has like a key scratch on it, and they've knocked it down like three, four hundred bucks. No one's going into your laundry room going, "Man, look at that scratch on that washer. You, that sucks." But it washes my clothes really well because it's top of the line. Ah, that's right. Mountain High Plants. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. Find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, interesting comment from Peyton Manning following the game. We won. Notice how he used the word we. We, yeah. And by the way, he used the term we earlier on in the game when I think he said, we got that fumble. Our ball. Our ball. Our ball. It's our ball. Yeah. Sorry, Indianapolis. Peyton Manning is ours now. I think Vaughn might have been doing that too. Right. I, You know, I, I, I Vaughn continues to do it. Yeah. He might have been do it, doing it during the game. Right. Okay. So Manning said after the game, we won. But it feel like it feels like we lost. Does it feel that way to you? And is it fair to even feel that way when you didn't prepare all week for a game and you don't have a history of seven and a half years of futility? That's next.